Welcome to the Sober Podcast, part of the Soberverse, created by the team at the Sober Network. The Sober Network has engaged in revolutionizing the treatment industry by creating its own token economy. We offer fresh ideas to an industry that has relied on dated interventions. We are responsive to a new generation of substance users who are attached to their phones so we can impact massive social change. Our unmatched technology displays solutions of our various brands, demonstrating a thorough understanding of how we get things done. We are proving that technology, along with incentivized human accountability, provides measurable and positive outcomes. Visit us at SoberNetwork.com. Welcome to the Sober Podcast, part of the Soberverse, brought to you by Sober Network. I am your host, Jamie Brickhouse, and I'm thrilled uh, because today we have Mike Fiore, CEO and founder at Inspire to Inspire on the show. Thanks for joining us today, Mike. Uh, Thanks for having me. And I always like to um, thank anyone that has a platform that gives us addicts a voice to be able to tell our stories because our stories are all weapons of mass destruction against our disease. The more we get our story out there, the less people that need to die in silence. Like this recovery and out loud is the new norm. We don't have to do it hidden in rooms no more or anything like that. So I do appreciate the platform. I do appreciate the courage it takes to make a platform like this because I know better than anybody. It's not that easy just put yourself out there. So I appreciate the opportunity. Well, great. Well, you know what? That's a perfect lead in because I want you to tell our listeners um, about uh, about you, who you are and what brought you to recovery. All right. So uh, a quick rundown. Uh, mom and dad, uh, heroin addicts, mom and dad both died of AIDS. Uh, dad in 09, mom this past Thanksgiving. Uh, when mom passed wow. away, I was at I was there. I was actually in treatment. I detoxed off 140 milligrams of methadone after 14 years. Yeah. Plus, you know, plus all the other drugs. But when I was in treatment, um, about three weeks into, I say drug free. People say recovery. People say sobriety. I just say drug free. Sure. Um, I I was three weeks into being drug free when I lost my mother. Oh, and so you know, 
you know, grief could be a, a hard thing, but it's so like, I'm a man of faith. I believe spirituality is your relationship with reality. That's why it's so important for us to have a spiritual aspect to recovery. So like for me, you'll hear me say God, and that's just what works for me. But you yeah. know, your relationship with reality basically is it what's happening to you? Is it happening for you? So my mother's death, I was able to, I found God in that moment. And you know, that's why I don't question his wisdom. Mom was my plan B in life. I believe when you have a plan B, you don't go hard enough on plan A, right? Mom uh, was um, my best friend. You know, mom was my best friend. She understood the disease. You know, I'm probably not the only one that has family members that see this as black and white. Um, you know, mom was always there for me. So with losing mom, I had to find myself, right? And self-love, right? This one important thing we're told we need to find. I realized what self-love is. It's not a feeling. It's doing things despite how you feel. That's how you're able to love your enemies and love mm -hmm. your loved ones at the same time. How you love your enemies is doing things despite how you feel. You don't argue with them. You don't go tit for tat for them. You don't allow their words to hurt you in a way where your reaction to them words is what's bringing you down. So I found what self-love was. Self-love was doing things despite how I feel. So even though I wanted to use, even though I wanted to give up my sobriety because my mother passed away, I didn't because I yeah. found this self-love. And what I realized, you know, how they say what's one thing you have to change in recovery and then they say everything. I'm a little bit different. I think there's only one thing we need to change. I think it's our perspective. Our perspective equals our potential. So when I when I lost my mom, my perspective changed. I started to be able to see the value in everything in life, the appreciation of things, right? So if I ask you what came first, the chicken or the egg, it's not meant for us, in my opinion. It's not meant for us to find out what came first. It's I think it's meant to show the appreciation of the egg to the chicken and the chicken to the egg. Right. So yeah. therefore, pain by suppressing my pain, I was never able to feel joy by suppressing happiness. I never uh, sadness. I was never able to feel happiness. I never learned from my failures. I was never able to succeed. So while I'm living in treatment and I'm learning these new things, you know, I had to teach myself what self will is. I stopped making this a right or wrong thing when we make it right or wrong. We're critiquing every move. Is this right? Yeah. Is this wrong? And I don't even know how we could be cynical about ourselves. We don't even know ourselves good enough to be cynical, <laughs> right? So I made this a fall and get up thing. By yeah. me making it a fall I, I want to interject one thing because I'm 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 so moved by so much of what you're saying and um and about the uh, you said your you know your mother's death brought you to God. And I had a similar experience. My mother also died in 2009 and um, she wasn't an addict, but she helped me to get sober. And when I was still, when I had relapsed and she didn't know that, and, and she was, she lost her mind to dementia. And, um, and I had a moment there where I thought who would blame, you know, I only have seven months, who would blame me if I drank over her uh, losing her mind. But I had a shift, what you're talking about in perspective. And I thought, you know what? if you can't do it for yourself, do it for her. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I did. And, you know, of course now we, as we all know, you have to be sober for yourself to stay sober, but that was the final push I needed. So I just, I always just, I, I love when our stories intersect yeah. in, 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 in different ways. Um, so that, you know, the, the, I was just really touched by what you yeah, said. My, my mom became the why, right? So that's like the first push on the swing, right? In order to keep the swing going, we have to do it. So she became the why, I became the how. 
You yeah. know, like no, I don't I don't ask why things no more because if I ask like why did I become an addict, I think the shame will come in. My parents were addicts. I'm not gonna find the answers I need. I ask how did I become an addict? By asking how, it shows us the necessary actions it took to get us where we need to go. So I don't ask myself why things no more because there's no answers really to what it's how. Like I don't even ask God why is there evil or darkness in the world. I ask how can I be of service. You know, how can I help those in yeah. need? And you know what I'm saying? And that that just is again the spirituality aspect of because to me, Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship. It's your personal relationship with God, you know, from my opinion. Right. You know, like, and, and it's not me to tell you to go find God because I don't read that out of the Bible. What I understand is just to let you know that he saved my life. And now it's up to you to go find your own relationship or with him on your own path or whatever your spiritual. But you need spirituality because it'll help you find clarity in life over knowledge. Right. Yeah. The knowledge of things will limit us. What we know limits us. You know what I'm saying? Without imagination, we'll never be able to look outside the box. That's why the rooms help save my life. The rooms help save my life because I got to be able to imagine myself going through things that I used to get high over, but see people going through them and not getting high, seeing them being a mess during yeah. the meeting and then smiling and joking afterwards. Like, I want <laughs> that. You know, like, so like, it, for me, knowledge without imagination will limit us, but I don't seek knowledge. I seek clarity, just understanding where things are like, even death, like there's value in death. The fact sure. that we're going to die, the fact we're going to die one day should mean that we live our best life today. Because if you and I were immortal, why would we get out of bed today? Tomorrow's guaranteed. You know, the, the fact that life will come to an end for us, it's a and then death even allows us to reinvent our love for the ones that we lose, right? So my mother comes back to life every time I cry. My mother comes back to life every time I have success in my life because I'm able to think of her and then it's kind of bittersweet. My mother comes back to life every time I fail at life because I can hear her voice pushing me along. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it, death helps. There's no such thing like an obstacle to me is not something that makes us deviate from the path. Obstacles are the path because they help us reinvent ourselves throughout life because life is always going to be changing around us. Yeah, it's so true. And you know what? Um, and I'm not surprised just hearing um, all the great stuff you've had to say. You decided to be a motivational speaker straight out of rehab. And and I and I'm going to quote you because I love this quote. You say that you um, turned your mess into a message. I think that's right. brilliant. Um, so um, anyway, tell us about how you, you know, uh, that decision no, and, and how that came about. So living in treatment, right? Um, 37, no career, hardly no actual education through school. I grew up in the school of hard knocks. So like, uh, you know, that's uh, intelligence is inquired through experience is very different forms of intelligence. Right? right. So like I'm, I'm in treatment. I'm like, what am I going to do in my life? I got no money. I was like, what do I know? I know drugs. You know what I'm saying? So like, what am I going to, how could I turn my mess into a message? How could I turn my pain and suffering into a profitable business? Because people sometimes I think get the wrong idea that some people are making money off of this, but addiction took money out of your pocket and joy out of your life. So why can't it put money in your pocket and join? Like, it's just not the motivational, like it's not the push, but it's need in order to do what I want. So while I'm living in treatment, my circumstances and environment never stopped me from getting hot. I was high at Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving dinner, birthdays, funeral. So why should 
my circumstances and environment, living in treatment, stopped me from being successful in life. So while I lived in treatment, I started Inspire to Inspire, which is a fully incorporated nonprofit, which I did in treatment. Yeah. Um, the why, why the name Inspire to Inspire? We all have something with inside of us that can inspire somebody else on their journey and then help them along on their journey so they could help more people because then in return, people will find us. Because no matter where you are in your life right now, you can inspire someone. Either you're living a way they don't want to live and you inspire them to do better, or you're living a way they do want to live and you inspire them to want to do better. So like <laughs> we all have the opportunity to inspire. So I started the nonprofit basically while living in treatment. Uh, inspire to Inspire helps addicts all over the world get in the rehabs, detoxes. You know, if they need clothes, we find clothes. Because two addicts in the middle of the desert can find drugs. Two addicts in recovery <laughs> can make anything happen. So, like, I just wanted to give people a place free of judgment, you know, by, you know, like, telling your story. Because, like I said earlier, it's all weapons of mass destruction. Yep. But our stories our stories lie in what we overcome, not what we've done. So our stories aren't done being written yet. We're still the architect of this structure. We're still the author of this book. So we can still write it. So also, while in treatment, I started my clothing line, the Inspire to Inspire clothing line. Oh, great. You know what? Let's let's um, come back for, to I want to hear about the clothing line, but we just need to take a quick uh, commercial break and let's we will it. be right back with Mike Fiore. The Sober Podcast is now part of the Soberverse. It is another innovative solution developed by the Sober Network. The Sober Podcast is giving a voice to recovery. For more information about this and all the other parts of the Soberverse, visit us at thesoberverse.com, thesobernetwork.com, sober.com, sobersystems.com, soberpodcast.com, sobercoin.io, and recoverycoaches.com. And we're back with Mike Fiore. So um, uh, tell us about, uh, you've been telling us about uh, how you became a motivational speaker and your nonprofit, um, and you've got this clothing line. Yeah, so the, the Inspire, they call? Inspire, yeah, Inspire to Inspire, but right. it's in collaboration with, uh, his name is Jackson from Stay Stopped. He's a recovery clothing apparel provider out here in California. And his name is company Stay Stopped because it's easy to get clean. It's harder to stay stopped. So what we did was we put the Stay Inspired to Inspire. We made the collaboration. All the money that we make for it goes to outreach work anyway. So we did. I did that in treatment. What else I was able to accomplish from in treatment? I went on tour. With the speaking, yeah. I had people pay for my airfare. I was in Indiana. I was in California. You know, like while I was in treatment, I gave myself, I made the non-negotiable deal with myself that I did not come in here to make friends. I don't care what people think about me. I don't care what people are getting, what I'm, what I'm not getting. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. treatment used to feel like a prison sentence to me. Treatment saved my life because I learned new tools. And one of the biggest tools I learned, I'm a huge advocate for this, is journaling. We need to get subconsciously conscious. What I mean is the subconscious is all about cause and effect. Consciousness right. is that we're awake of our surroundings. So we need to become awake of all the things that are causing and affecting the things in our life. And to get honest is hard, right? You know, because yeah. once you get honest, you get miserable in the beginning because you're coming out <laughs> with all the truth you've been hiding. Exactly. But, 
journaling is the to me you got to go through all those feelings and all that yes. yeah, and all yes. that journaling is the easiest form to get honest with yourself because it's just you and the paper but you ever write something and reread it and be like yo that doesn't even sound like me because your subconscious mind is coming out to play when you're writing because you have the time to articulate your thoughts when you're writing when you're speaking it's just rapid boom 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 whatever and then you'll look back on a conversation you had and be like oh i should have said this i should have said that but when you're writing you don't have i should have i should have because you're taking your time with it so journaling allowed i have an anger journal personal journal and a gratitude journal you know what i'm saying i write in each one whenever i need be sometimes daily sometimes not i don't get too hard on myself if i'm not keeping up with the same routine because life on life terms happens and sometimes we're taken from our routine so we you know like it, it just i live in the moment right i used to live one foot in the past and one foot in the future that's what fear is fear is either something in the past is going to repeat itself or something that's not going to happen in the future for me being present in the moment means being vulnerable but me being present in the moment also means living the past the present and the future all in one honor your past by learning from it living the present by you know i'm saying learning from your mistakes from the past and not repeating them living the moment by problem solving today for future opportunities so live the past present and the future all in one but be vulnerable in the moment yeah. And I love, you know, you're, you're living the, the mantra of, um, uh, to keep it, you have to give it away in all yes. that, you're, in all that you're doing right now. What, can you tell us, um, what's the most difficult struggle you faced in, uh, sobriety and how you overcame it? The most difficult struggle that I find myself today, you know, was being tired. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm my, my drug of choice is opiates and cocaine because I never did dope because my parents did dope and they die. I see what AIDS does to the body. So uh-huh. it was being tired and still pushing myself through it. Right. So self-discipline, you know how much discipline it takes to not have self-discipline in your life. It takes more discipline to not have it. So what I learned, what I learned is that, you know, like nothing's ever going to be easy it does get easier, but right. what made me not want to be in the darkness more and live in the light was I no longer wanted to just exist in the world. I wanted to be alive and I wanted to live. And we've got to understand when we ask for certain things, life is going to test us on how bad it is that we want the things we say we want. So if you say you want to live and be alive, understand that comes with everything. That comes yeah. with sadness. That comes with pain. That comes with crying. That comes with, because that's what really living is. Living is not, we, we don't live in a movie. Our lives are not an hour and a half movie where a song goes on, you you make the Rocky Balboa song goes off, and then you're shredded and you're knocking people out. This is a journey. It's not a destination, right? So, like, it's not a place we're ever going to get to, but it's a journey. And I appreciate yeah. it being a journey because journeys have ups and downs. You just got to be kind to yourself. yourself right. You know, I, one of my, my mantras I like to say is... Um, enjoy the journey because you may not like the destination. Mm, I like that. I might have to take that from you. Yeah, you, you can use that. You've got some great mantras. So uh, I, I give you that self, one. <laughs> our self-talk is the program that we install into our computer, which is the brain. The more you repeat a thought, the more it becomes a belief. The more I said I wasn't an addict, the more I believed I wasn't an addict. The more I said I could get off this at any time, I believed I could get off this at any time. So like whatever you're telling yourself, our brain doesn't register the negative 
thought. If I told you don't think about cars right now, you're probably thinking about cars. So yeah. I don't tell myself not to do drugs. I tell myself just focus on the path, stay on the journey and keep it. Because I think Bruce Lee has a, a, a quote, something along the lines, you know, be careful of the words you tell yourself. It's like casting spells. That's why they call it spelling. The brain doesn't understand that you're playing a joke when you say I'm not worth it or I'm an a-hole or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Our self-talk has to change because how we see ourselves is how we perceive ourselves. How we perceive ourselves is how we're portrayed. Yeah, and an- I want you to um, uh, expound on another of your mantras that I love is we are responsible for the effort, not the outcome. Yes. Yes. Because I think sometimes we do things for the end result or we do things for the thank you. Some people aren't going to say thank you to you. Some yeah. people are going to, you're going to want to help people more than, because that's what society is. We like solving problems. That's why we like crossword puzzles. That's why we like video games. You know what I'm saying? We're like, we like to solve problems. I said, I'm responsible for the effort, even in my own life, because I can't control the outcome. We love saying the prayer, the serenity prayer. When you say it, are you hearing the words or are you listening to them? Hearing is perceiving sound. Listening is to put an action to what you hear. For a long time, I just heard those words. I didn't listen to them. I listened to them now. I can't control the outcome of things. Sometimes the lost opportunity is the opportunity for right, the next. Right. Thing, you know? For me, the the if you're into the steps, step three for me is that it's about mm-hmm. turning it over. It's about doing, putting forth your best effort, your best job, your best intentions, and then letting go of the results because you have to because you have no control over the results, but mm-hmm. you have. You know, all you know, you have control over over what you put into it. Um, yes, your work yeah. ethic in this moment is the only thing we have full control over because whatever you try to control controls you in the end. So if you're con- trying to control the results of things, your success is going to be relied on the results. When failure is not the opposite of success, failure is on the path to success. So I find my success in my failure. I think Winston Churchill said it: success is going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. That's how I live my life. I don't lose enthusiasm from failure to failure. And it's been working great for me. Right. Wow. Well, this is a good, that's a good place for us to end, but I could go on talking to you for hours. Um, I'm from New York. I could speak all day long, man. (laughs) (laughs) How can our listeners get in touch with you if they want to reach out? So um, you can reach out to me on Instagram. My IG handle is Mike, M-I-K-E, Fiore, F-I-O-R-E, 118. Or on TikTok, it's Inspire, the number two, Inspire underscore. Any other ways you want to find ways of contacting me, messages, whatever that, it's all in my bios. And either one of those, I appreciate anyone that does come out and reach out because I need to hear what you're going through, your experiences, your struggles to make me be able to survive my life. So please reach out. Please say hello. Please tell your story. Fabulous. I'm sure a lot of people are going to reach out to you after today. And thanks again for being on here. I'm Jamie Brickhouse, your host, and you can find me um, uh, on Facebook or Instagram at Jamie Brickhouse or on TikTok, Jamie underscore Brickhouse. And on TikTok, I tell a true story every day wearing high heels. And uh, I also have um, uh, some recent stuff. I've got a a Huffington Post uh, personal essay about my father and his alcoholism uh, uh, out there right now. And uh, an interview in interview magazine about uh, a a new biography of George Michael, um, who was also one of us. Anyway, 
Thank you, Mike, for joining us. It's been great to have you with us. And I am Jamie Brickhouse signing out from the Sober Podcast. We'll be back with another show next week. And thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Sober Podcast. We hope it has been as good for you as it was for us. Please share our show with all of your friends, family, acquaintances, and future encounters so that we can grow our show and make our mission a larger reality. We have a growing social media presence on all platforms, so find us and like us, especially Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We are listed on all the major podcast directories, such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Thank you all who make this show happen. How we are host, carry our producer, and our sponsor, The Sober Network.